You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert and I am joined tonight by my co-host Tony and we are doing a kickoff show for the Gunflint Mail Run in northern Minnesota. It's a 100-mile race and Tony, I know you wrote a blog article about this this afternoon. We're going to talk a little bit about the trail and the roster because I know we have a lot of fans out there that follow a lot of these mushers. What do you know? Um, you know, this is a race that's been around for a while, but I know very little about it just because until the internet became a really big thing for mushing races, I didn't know much about ones that weren't in my backyard here in Alaska. So um, it's been fun to kind of get to know this race. Um, there's a lot of names on the uh, roster that fans of mushing and and some fans that are just Iditarod fans should be able to recognize. Um, so it's a little, it's a fun run, I think, for most of these teams. It's competitive. I I would not say that they're just out there to have a good time and party, though most dog mushing races, that's what it is about. Um, but I think they're also looking to be competitive and show off their teams and make sure that uh, they're where they need to be for the John Bear Grease and for other races that they're uh, slated to run later in the season. Yeah, before we jump into the roster, I used to live in northern Minnesota. I pretty much cut my mid-distance teeth on a lot of these <laughs> trails when I lived in Duluth. So I'm very familiar with these trails. I never had the opportunity to run this race, but this race is pretty highly touted in um, in the great north, as they say, up there. And uh, there is a lot of history, almost uh, well over 50 years if it started in the early 70s. So I think that that's pretty cool. One thing about any time you race in northern Minnesota, the weather can kick you in the butt really quickly. I'm not sure what the weather forecast is for that neck of the woods this year, but that's always something that goes into play, especially when they run the bear grease in a couple of weeks. And I'm looking forward to talking mm -hmm. about that as a kickoff show as well. So there are currently 13 people that are running in this race. What can you tell them? What can you tell us about some of them? Sure. So uh, race fans uh, will be very happy to see that Ryan Reddington is on this musher roster. He's bib number seven. He's also got a second team in this race with Gunnar Johnson. Um, Iditarod fans will remember Gunnar from a couple of years ago. He was running the Gold Loop Trail when he was the only musher to catch COVID on the race. Uh, and so he had to scratch um, before finishing. But he was running on a platform of bringing awareness to the suicide epidemic with young people. Uh, he was carrying names of those lost to suicide. Um, and so it was a very um, moving thing when he could no longer continue the race. He handed over all of that to uh, Nick Petit so that it could finish the Iditarod. And then they had a um, a closing ceremony after Gunnar uh, recovered from COVID 
uh, there in Wasilla. So um, fans should recognize those names. Then you've got Jen Frecking, who uh, is one half of the amazing husband and wife team that uh, always comes in top, top placements in the John Bear Grease. Uh, they've run Iditarod. They're, they're very well known to uh, those of us uh, who follow the mushing down there as well as up here. And then you've got Erin Ailey, Ailey, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but she is a John Bear Grease champion in just the last couple of years. So she's also one of the top competitors, I think, for Gunflint. Now, we don't know, again, just like with some of the other uh, out of the first ones out of the gate races, we don't know who's planning on just using this as a training run and who's really running for uh, that first place, but those teams that have more than one team in the race, I would venture a guess and say there's at least one team that's going to be competitive from there. So it's a really exciting race. I'm hoping that I can keep up with it. It's running the very same time as the Knick 200 up here. So for those armchair mushers out there, don't plan on doing anything, including going to the bathroom. I just wear depends and just sit in front of your computer for the next two days. Yeah. And this will be a pretty quick race at only a hundred miles. Mm -hmm. It will be over in 24 hours per se, uh, unless something crazy yeah. weather wise happens or, or whatever, as we mentioned, only 13 mushers in, in enrolled or signed up for this. And I would like to pay a little bit of attention to the kennel names. I always think that those are so cool. <laughs> and I'm looking at your blog post right now, and I want to give a plug for that in just a second. But I want to talk about some of these names. You talked about Gunnar Johnson. His kennel is called Colin Trail Kennel. I love that. Uh, then we have Aaron, who he had mentioned was a, a um, Bear Grease champion a, a bit ago, her kennel is called Miles Ahead. And then we have David Hicks's kennel, which is Cast Outdoor Adventures. Then we have Ryan Reddington's kennel, which is Colin Trail Kennel. And then probably my favorite on, on the list is Mary <laughs> Manning's uh, kennel. Mm -hmm. Her kennel name is Doodle Dog. I really like that one. And then we have Sawtooth Mountain, which is uh, paying homage to that area of, of the, um, mm -hmm. of Minnesota. And then Tom Bauer, his kennel is Otter Run Sled Dog. And I know that we had Otter Run, Otter River, excuse me, Otter River on a few years ago on the show. So you may recognize that team as well. So always cool to, to see where these folks come up with their names. A lot of times, just like with our kennel, Team Ineke, they are paying tribute to either an old lead dog or something like that, and they find their names that way, or they have some type of history with, with either location or some type of mushing connection or whatever. So I always think it's cool to figure out where they get their names. Tony, before we go, anything in closing? Uh, the only other thing that I want to mention is Ryan Reddington posted earlier today on his social media that his dog, Wildfire, who was um, in that snow machine, quote unquote, accident that was a hit and run last winter, um, that many fans came together and raised money so that uh, they could get Wildfire the best, uh, not only 
veterinary care, but physical therapy afterwards. Uh, Wildfire is going to be in Ryan Reddington's team in this race. So it's a, a huge uh, happy ending for that story that we followed last year. Yeah, I remember that story. And what an amazing recovery for, for a sled dog. That was a, mm-hmm. a pretty devastating accident and glad that uh, that dog was able to recover and running in a competitive race as well. So, Tony, before yep. we go, we mentioned your blog and you've been working mm-hmm. hard on it the last few days. I know that uh, this is really a hobby for you. It's definitely not your day job. And now you're doing pretty much uh, more than part time as a podcaster <laughs> with all these kickoff and recap shows. Uh, tell us about where folks can find your blog and what is it that you're doing? Because you're doing something that most other mushing fans are not doing with their blog posts. You really put a lot of detail into this. Um, yeah. So you can find my blog. It's writersblock.com, R-E-I-T-T-E-R-B-L-O-C-K.com. Um, and what I've done, what's really kicked off my blog in the last few years is, um, it started off as a project that I did when I was working for Danny CV. He wanted to keep tabs on all of the different Iditarod teams and their social media, their website, so that when he blogged for his um, his stuff that he does during Iditarod, that he had that resource right there. And so I did that while I was working for him as, as basically an admin assistant. Um, and then after I left that position, uh, didn't think of it for a while until I started up my blog and realized that was a really good resource. So for the last few years, I've done that with the different um, race rosters um, where I've gone in and I've researched uh, each team to find their kennel, their websites, their social media. If I can find it, if I can figure it out, sometimes it's not very easy to find Um, And then there are some races like Gunflint who are awesome and actually tell you what the kennel name is on their roster. So that makes it a little easier. Um, And then I also do that with the races themselves. I um, look up all of the different ways you can follow them um, and put all of that information on the blog as well. Um, Everything from the GPS tracker to how you can watch um, the live feeds, Facebook, social media, wherever there, wherever you can find information on the races. I have a blog post about that as well. There you have it. So it's going to be in the show notes for this episode, as well as all others for Tony's blog. So before we go, Tony, uh, we are going to do a recap of the Gunflint mm-hmm. Mail Trail race on Monday evening. And we will talk about who won, and if there's any cool stories that we found on social media, etc. And that is going to be hosted by Tony and my wife, Michelle. I will be recovering from surgery, but I will be back the following week for the next kickoff races. And I have no idea right now what those races are. <laughs> Tony probably does, but we'll talk about that next week. So before we go, Tony, how can folks follow you on social media? Uh, best way is to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Tony Shell AK on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Tony Shell. Um, if you find me on Facebook, don't friend me. Just follow me because I'm I've, I've stopped adding people that I don't know on Facebook. So uh, Twitter's your best bet. 
Twitter is the best bet for me as well. I'm at Robert Forto. That's F-O-R-T-O. And you can follow the show over at, at First Paw Media. We host all of our shows there. And it's always a fun place to catch up on all that's going on. Tony, we will talk to you on Monday. Goodbye. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there. The hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the northern lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Palm Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your hosts are Alex Stein and Robert Forto. Our producer is Robert Forto, created for Dog Works Radio. 